0: Welcome home. I'm John Hernandez and you have tuned in to the CFA Church podcast. If you have any questions about CFA Church, feel free to visit us at cfachurch.com. We pray that you would walk away from this moment loving Jesus and changing the world. Enjoy the podcast. Well, good morning. Good to see you. It's good to be in God's house. Amen? Amen. I tell you what, we came back from Florida ourselves. We went on a trip and and uh, uh, had a go for a board meeting for, for the, one of the agencies that uh, are over uh, uh, CFA Academy and uh, one of the board meetings. And, and I'm telling you what, I don't travel a lot. But when's the last time you went through baggage check TSA? <laughs> I mean, I'm thinking like, are you kidding me? I mean, we're getting in line, we're going through it. It's, it's me and Kristen. And in case you don't know, I'm married to... Mother Teresa, who was able to get married. I mean, that's my wife. You know what I mean? I mean, if they're going to pat down anybody and, and, and check on anybody, they ought to check on me. But we're walking through this thing, and we go through, and so this, you know, I'm still not comfortable with this guy who I don't even know his name patting me down. You know what I mean? That's that's a little uncomfortable. But as we're walking through this thing, I'm watching some of the guys they're letting through. I mean, they're letting guys that look like axe murderers. I mean, they're, they're, you know, hey, hey, you know, hey, Julio, come on through. You know what I mean? Hey, hey, Joe, how you doing? You still got that gun on you? I mean, it's just like they just letting these people go through. You got guys with baby carriages and no babies. I mean, it's just, you know, bags. I mean, are there bodies in there? I mean, what, and you pull over my wife? So they pull Kristen over. And of course, Kristen's eyes are this big. She's never gotten in trouble in her whole life. She's ready to unpack her whole bag and pull out the nail clippers that she put in there and say, I didn't mean anything by it. You know, and 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 so they open it up, and, and you know, of course, the guy looks like Barney, you know, over here, ma'am, over here. Let's go, over here. You know? I'm thinking, like, are you kidding me? And they open it up and ha ha. And they take out a spray bottle of what's the stuff you put on sunscreen Sunscreen. (laughs) all right i'm gonna take down a jet with some sunscreen i mean you know what i think is the guy behind the, the the you know the x-ray machine there I think he's looking at that and he's like oh there's some sunscreen I needed some I should have picked some up on the way home but I didn't let's let's call this lady over so anyway so we get on the plane we go down there and we're going to Cocoa Beach because I got a couple days anybody been to Cocoa Beach oh yeah nice little place Get over there get a hotel we're in the hotel it's awesome I'm in there a day and we find out two rooms down they have a sewage problem and they hire the first three guys they can get off the street to run three jackhammers. I mean, it sounded like somebody backed in a Camaro with no muffler. I mean, just, and, you know, and so we said, okay, we're going to go to the beach. So then we we, we we cross over, go over to the beach. We get to the beach, and the news just broke: shark attacks. I'm thinking to myself, are you kidding me? Right? So we're on the beach and we're sitting there and people are running into the water and running out, running into the water and running out. And you know, Kristen's thinking, like, see, they're afraid of the sharks. I'm thinking, no, turn around. The hotel bathrooms are farther that way than the ocean is this way. That's why everybody's running in and running out. And, yep. And then you got these guys that are saying, Hey, listen, it wasn't that bad of an attack. We had just a scrape and a couple bruises well I don't know about you but I'm not too psyched thinking about a shark either eating me or nibbling on me <laughs> As a matter of fact the most fun I, I can have is if I get in there Kristen's in front of me a little bit and she loses track of me and just kinda sneak around and hit her leg and watch her walk on water you know to... <laughs> so we went to, to Orlando had a good time went to Cocoa Beach and we're back and and your pastor sends his love he'll be back in the saddle next week how, how many people here appreciate pastor uh, doug wither yeah. the best of the best check out our academy out there please check out one of those tables we've got everything you need to know there. teachers start back tomorrow so they're in fetal positions but we're ready <laughs> And, and ready to roll I'm just so thankful the ABC stores are closed on Sundays and so we can start off on a let's talk for a few minutes today about the extravagant love of God I don't know about you but if I'm not careful I stroll through life taking for granted the wonderful extravagant love of God and you know when I think about the book of Ephesians and I think about the great Apostle Paul you know he's on un, un, unpacking love from a jail cell you know he's in the midst of a Roman prison you know Ephesians Philippians Colossians Philemon those are all the the, the prison epistles you know Colossians and, and um, and ephesians are the twin epistles both were written around 60 a.d and they were written from a roman prison the great apostle paul was arrested by the religious leaders and he threatened them by, with the message of the messiah that's what they were threatened by so that what they do is they throw them into the brink and he begins to tell us about the extravagant love of God in the midst of that now I don't know what you're facing I don't know what kind of junk is nibbling at your heels I don't know what kind of sharks are circling you but none of us are in a prison and all of us have the privilege and the honor and the opportunity to no matter what the circumstances it are, to embrace the extravagant love of God. That's what Paul unloads on us. He talks about this mystery. You know, a mystery is a religious truth that one can know only by revelation. And it can't fully be understood. Paul had a revelation. He understood what what this mystery meant. He went from Saul to Paul, and you know the story. Growing up in the church, this is what I heard. Every Sunday, let us proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ has risen. Christ will come again. Those were just words for me until I embraced the extravagant love of God and the reality of those words. Paul's opening in Ephesians goes something like this. He says, Beloved friends, because of my love for Jesus Christ, because of my love for Jesus Christ, can you say that to your family? Can you say that to your friends? I've got some things I want to talk to you about. i want—I got some things that I want to demonstrate by the grace of God before you, and it's all because of my love for Jesus Christ. He goes on to say that in verse 4 whenever you read these words you will be able to understand my revelation and my insight into the secret mystery of the Messiah then he goes down goes on to say this the mystery is that people who have never heard of him all their lives what I've been calling outsiders and insiders stand on the same ground before God They get the same offer, the same help, the same promises in Christ Jesus. The message is accessible and welcoming to everyone across the board. That's good news, people. Someone was a bridge for you and demonstrated this unbelievable, inexplainable, unfathomable, extravagant love of god they did something to leave a fingerprint of god upon your life and what the church needs today is a bunch of real deals that are willing to do the same you can google anything you can check out anything and all we hear is about the church leaders that are taking nosedives Let's just bombard the news media with a bunch of believers and churches that aren't taking nosedives but are living a life that is worthy of being called a believer in Jesus Christ. Are you rooted in this extravagant love? I love what Rick Warren says. He says, God's love is, is like an ocean. You can... See its beginning, but you can't see its end. Caroline Leaf said this, the way you live your life is a reflection of the way you love your God. Wow. Listen, I want to be the real deal, but I struggle with Frankie. Not my kid, me. I'm I'm an insensitive Yankee. I've been told that enough since I've been down here, so... I mean, when when I came down here, I mean, you know, honestly, you know, you guys are so sweet. And I'm one of you. I've been here 15 years. Can't you tell the accent? I mean, I'm one of you. And when I came down, I mean, mean, honestly, back home, it's, how you doing? How you doing? How you doing? All we're saying is, hi. Down here, when I say, how you doing? You guys answer me. (laughs) How you doing? Well, actually, my dog died, and you know, really, I what? what? Yeah, I had I had some bad duck last night. I'm, I'm like, I'm like, are you kidding me? I really don't. I do, but I don't. I. <laughs> <laughs> Commercial for CFA Academy. No, no. So I mean, so the bottom line is is that you guys have demonstrated something that is real. And so for me, you know, when I came down and I began to understand what all that meant, I said, wow, I got to soften up. I, I want to be the real deal. I don't want to be this insensitive Yankee. When Kristen and I were first married, I mean, she would be stopped yelling at me. I'm like, I'm not, you think this is yelling? I am being passionate. This is passion. Kristen's like, no, you're yelling. you want to hear yelling let's go visit the front porch of my parents house and just sit there for three seconds that's yelling (laughs) i love what augustine says he says god loves each of us as if there were only one of us When I stepped into First Assembly in, in Torrington, Connecticut, it was to see a, a cute little skinny blonde that just was rocking my world, and it was the pastor's daughter, and it was Kristen. And when I was sitting there, and I, was, I grew up understanding the fear of God. I understood the fear of a lot of things, and the fear of God I could get. The love of God, the extravagant love of God I couldn't embrace. And when I heard the message from the pulpit, and, and I saw it at her house with, through her mother, Joyce Ashburn was the, was the most unbelievable demonstration of the extravagant love of God that I've ever witnessed outside Kristen. She loved me when, I, I mean, I tell you what, when my adjectives weren't sanctified. And I'm telling she was so critical in loving me into the kingdom. She loved me extravagantly because she fell in love with the extravagant love of God, and she was full and overflowing. My father-in-law still doesn't like me. I've been married 40 years. I mean, come on. The extravagant love of God. Paul's passion was this to enlighten every person to this divine mystery. I'm so thankful that somebody saw something in me when I saw nothing in me and poured on the love of God. The squirreliest of the squirrely need Jesus we got kids coming through the school. We're seeing a growth in enrollment. We're so thankful for what God is doing. We're watching things come through. Listen, I'm going to do my best to present the best. We're going we're, we're, we're to be prime time with academics. We're going to give our very best in excellence in academics, arts, and athletics. But if we fail at this, if we fail at being rooted in the extravagant love of god and bringing every one of these squirrelies into the kingdom i need to flip burgers if it gets that far i got to start practicing would you like fries with that would you like fries with that i'm getting old nobody wants me i mean god is in the business of using whatever he gives you, whatever he sows to you, and he says, Showcase me and my extravagant love. Look what it says in Ephesians 3:16 and 17. It says, God is wonderful and glorious. I pray that his spirit will make you become strong followers, and that Christ will live in your hearts because of your faith stand firm and deeply rooted in his love a cinnamon synonym i don't know how these guys preach three times every i'm afraid what's going to come out this service guys so just get ready right now my mind is going squirrel 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 and i'm thinking kristen's looking at me like stay on task okay here we go firmly established, firmly established over time. The antonym means fleeting. So we're either fleeting in his love, it's leaking, it's gone, we're walking away from it, or we're deeply rooted in his love. Sometimes the distractions in life at work, in relationships, the pit stops that you can't understand, cause us to leak away. I love the brother that said this, adversity and conflict are market opportunities for the wise. So when you see somebody limping, when you sense yourself kind of walking away from it, get back on your knees and get reintroduced to the extravagant love of God where he says, I love you no matter what. he says canador your stuff doesn't rock me i made you and i died for you and i rose from the dead for you and he's done the same for you when's the last time you've embraced his extravagant love I remember when I first got married I think I told you the story my dad took me for a ride I thought I was gonna go get a cup of coffee and a jelly stick anybody know what a jelly stick is do they have them down here jelly sticks are great if you go up north order a jelly stick it's a crawler with jelly in it jelly stick and he says hey kid how's things going i'm like oh they're going great i mean i was married two days you know awesome oh this is great he goes oh yeah we just remember you can't come home ever again (laughs) what do you mean i can't come home no you married her she's your wife you made a commitment at the altar you're committed to her for life you get it it's only i I get it i wasn't planning on coming home (laughs) i mean just I mean, I might want to make me a grinder or you know, make me a little pasta, you know, maybe a bowl of pasta of Azul. I mean, I, you know, but I'm not going to come home and live there. He said, Well, no, you can't live here, ever, again. I said, Well, well Dad, what's. He goes, Look, X amount of years ago, I stood at the altar at St. Peter's Church and made a commitment before the priest and God through better and worse. And I'm here to tell you, there's a whole lot more worse. I said, Dad, you should be a motivational speaker, because this is just... He's, he says, have you ever seen your mother in the morning? I said, oh, I don't want to go here, Dad. Please, I, you know. He goes, I'm just asking you, have you. I said, I see her every morning. Side note, every morning my mother got up, before she made me breakfast, she said... I've got to put my face on scary enough and then I'll make you breakfast so in the morning my mother was makeup free and her hair looked like Phyllis Diller <laughs> she, she teased it up he goes, I don't wake up every morning overwhelmingly in love with your mother and that day will come and it hasn't yet honey I am I if I could come down and hug, I would. No, no, You don't want me to, do you? No, I didn't think so. All right, so. That day has not come yet. He said, but I made a commitment, and you made a commitment, and you stick to it. Now, that's a little raw. But I'm thankful today for that little word that my father gave me. And I'm really hungry right now for a jelly stick. where are your roots are they in traditions are they in people are they in things how many people have had parents and grandparents that had demonstrated the extravagant love of god to you how many have you are blessed you are a blessed people i am so blessed but i'm not getting into heaven because of their love i may be getting there because of their prayers But there came a crossroad. There came a time when Frankie Canador had to surrender everything to Jesus. And when I did, I embraced his extravagant love. Every one of my kids, I want them to embrace his extravagant love. All the junk you're facing, all the detours you're on, hang on, fasten your seatbelt. God is there with you. Fall in love with him. Fully surrender to him. And, but for the grace of God, any of us get off on tangents. I'm horrible with directions. Christian's a rules keeper. I'm not. I mean, Christian, I'm about to read a a verse of scripture and I'm going to read it really slow because you see, I was in a C reading group in first grade. A, B, C. The janitor led the C reading group. (laughs) I'm still devastated by it. I am. I mean, listen, all my friends came out of that C reading group. But I promise you, I'm not the brightest bulb in the pack, but I was in that reading group pack. (laughs) Now, all that Miss Allochie had to do is all she had to do was come up to me. She goes, Frankie, can I have a conversation with you? Yeah. Got a job for you, kid. We need some leadership in the C reading group. Oh, Oh, I I could see why, yeah. So if you could step into there and bring some leadership qualities, you would help me. No, she said, you can't read, C reading group. (laughs) That's why when Kristen, you know, Kristen was like in the A plus one. Kristen gets a 99, she's losing sleep, where the point went. I get a 99, I'm having revival and quitting school. (laughs) The great commandment says this, Jesus' words, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. The second is To love your neighbor as yourself the message unpacks it this way it says love the lord your god with all your passion prayer intelligence and energy it's amazing to me but but uh, one of the books we took on on vacation was a book by an older book by mark batterson called primal it was a quest for the lost soul of christianity and his words were this love the lord your god with all compassion wonder curiosity and energy and his his challenge was this make these nouns verbs that's educational make these nouns verbs walk it out frankie walk it out church with compassion with wonder with curiosity and with energy look what it says in ephesians 3 18 and 19. From the from the uh, passion translation it says then you will be empowered to discover what every holy one experiences the great magnitude of the astonishing love of christ listen in all its dimensions how deeply intimate and far-reaching it is his love How enduring and inclusive it is. Endless love beyond measurement that transcends our understanding. This extravagant love pours into you until you're filled to overflowing with the fullness of God. I want the fullness of God. I want to be filled up and overflowing. There's too much junk in the world today. Would you ever dream your kid or grandkid would face what they're facing today? Paul, would you ever dream Christian education, the stuff we deal with in, in Christian college Christian? would you ever dream 35 years ago it would come your way? It, it blows you away. But I love Yogi Berra. It ain't over till it's over. And Jesus says he will give us the power to be effective demonstrations of, of the extravagant love of god and we can use this venue education the church whatever god pulls you in your business we can use that venue to showcase a god whose love never ends that same text paul t- talks from the niv about how wide how long and how high the love of God is. Listen to this. He's saying, may we have the power to understand a divine revelation. My prayer today is you have a divine revelation of this extravagant love of God. How wide. That's the breadth of our experiences. How long. That continues for the length of our lives. How high it reaches the heights of celebration and elation. How deep it reaches the depths of discouragement, despair, and even the valley of the shadow of death. When my daddy accepted Jesus on His deathbed, that's the extravagant love of God. When for years we pray, and for years He didn't want anything to do with my prayers, I tell Him I love Him, and He looked at me and said, "What are you getting, fruity?" I'd kiss him on the cheek. He said, hey, brush your teeth. <laughs> and he'd wink at me, and we'd laugh. and we, I mean, we, we were buddies. But he expressed things from that generation a little differently. But I wore him out with how much I love you. And when he walked through the diagnosis with cancer, I'd kiss him on one cheek, and he'd kiss me on the other. I said, I love you, Daddy. Say, I love you, kid. And on his deathbed, after 20 some odd years of prayer, when I say to him, Dad, I got this, let me pray for you. He says, No, kid, I got this one. First time I heard my dad pray, 65 years old, dying in a few hours. Don't you dare wait that long for your kids to hear you pray. before you 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 foot the bill for a weekend at an aau tournament get on your knees tell your kid you love them whether they score three or 30 and jesus is the answer christ will carry you his extravagant love will carry you in your darkest moments and my dad took that oxygen mask off sat up in bed and said no i got this one kid and he said please jesus forgive me my sins and help frankie to know that my heart is not hollow or empty but full of jesus come on tell me that's not the extravagant love of god tell me we don't serve a big god i don't care how tough a cookie your kid is your parents are your neighbor is God will penetrate through and he'll allow you and me to be effective demonstrations of the extravagant love of the Father. I love what Mother Teresa said. Give yourselves fully to God. He'll use you to accomplish great things on the condition that you believe much more in his love than in your weaknesses. I wrote this down. Great things happen listen to this this spoke to me i needed this this was a god thing i'm not bright enough to pen this stuff and this and this is great to me if it stinks for you lie to me for a moment okay so here's what it says great things happen when you do the right things for the right reasons full of love and you don't give a rip who gets the credit except god god gave me the privilege of sitting there and hearing my dad come to jesus but if he and i know he used multitudes of other people and if he chose to use you adam i'm going to be disappointed i don't think so i'd like you even more which is tough on its own i mean you know we know a lot okay I mean, if I don't give a rip, who gets the credit? If, I, I, if you know, some plant, some lot, or some reap. I love what it says in Ephesians three twenty from the message. God can do anything, you know, anything far more than you can ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. Do you understand? He can do that for you. He can do that for your kids. He can do it for your parents. He can do it for your neighbors. Matthew 10, 40 says this, anyone who receives you receives me. This is Jesus talking to his disciples. And anyone who receives me receives the Father who sent me. Are we receivable, full of the extravagant love of the Father? God wants to use the uniqueness of you and me to present the uniqueness of him and his (laughs) extravagant love. Unconditional, extravagant love. What's it look like to live experiencing fullness? What's it look like to live experiencing new dimensions, full and overflowing? I got to tell you about Macy. I know you say, Canada, you've been running this thing for three years. Yeah, I have. But three years ago, that girl was born with a half a heart, and they didn't know if she was going to make it. That's my little girl. It's my boy's little girl. And we went through the third surgery, and boy, it went well. So born with half a heart and entrusted into some doctor's hands some nurse's care the prayers of the saints that these three surgeries would make that half functioning heart whole this is that little booger before she went into surgery i mean she loves the camera i mean she, they were take listen they, they were going to take some x-rays of her and they came into the room and this is after she had the surgery she's sitting in there and says honey we got to take some x-rays are you ready she goes yes okay here we go and she said cheese so 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 run this with me we talked about the love of god we talked about how wide how long how high how deep so this first picture that's how wide god's love is She's ready for surgery. She's ready for the next step. She's she's at a point of reflection of what the heck's going on, but she's ready to trust again. How wide? It's from the breadth of our experiences, and she's about to experience another surgery. The next day, she's holding on. There's questions, there's concerns. How deep is God's love? It goes to the depths of discouragement, of doubt, of despair, and of the valley of the shadow of death. That's how deep God's love is, right there in that room. Look at picture three. She's on the mend, trusting God, not her weaknesses. see the tip of her scar that's the third time they went in there and they they opened her up her scar is beautiful to me your scars are beautiful if they're surrendered to God don't let the devil cause you to come back and open up some old wounds let him heal see God's hand and those scars become beautiful again when you look at them through the lens of God's extravagant love. And then this, this third one, fourth one. The third one showed it, it continued the length of her life. That's how long is love and, and how high it reaches the heights of celebration. She's running. This is what she said. She said, My surgery made me real fast. She's experiencing fullness, people. She's experiencing new dimensions of a full and overflowing heart. And God is good. You see, life in fullness experiences new dimensions. Just maybe today you need to experience a new dimension of God's love. Just maybe you need to run again. She's not fast. Reminds me of Kristen being in driving the grandkids to school one day and said something about uh about Kristen said said, you know, can can uh can can nita run and uh, ben, benton or or uh, uh, trip one of them said she's not fast but she's tough <laughs> she's not fast but she's tough and she's tough because of the extravagant love of the father What are the new dimensions? Three surgeries, three teams of available people, three seasons of prayer, miracles, hopes, and dreams, a half a heart working at full capacity, rooted in his extravagant love. Are you full and overflowing? Are you willing to embrace him for all that he is, all that he'll do? Are you willing just to dump all the junk in his lap and say, Take it, God. I need to live in your extravagant love. You can run again, and it doesn't have to be fast, but you'll be running for the king. And I love the close Ephesians 3 20 and 21. Now unto him who is able to do, do you believe this church exceedingly, abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us, to him be the glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. And the church said, God is good. May we embrace and live in his extravagant love. Thank you so much for joining us. Here at CFA Church, it is our deepest hope that you have found the place that you can call home. For more information about this community or to find out how you can connect, simply head over to cfachurch.com where you can plan a visit right from the website. It is our prayer that you will continue to love Jesus and change the world. God bless you.